0: Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are Rich Sweeton, Sean O'Brien, and Tim Hansen. Um, we're gonna get right into it. Uh, as we're recording this, it is Thursday, June 4th, around 7:30 uh PM Eastern time. Uh, just to give you a timestamp of of where we are and what we know uh at the time we're recording this. So obviously, you know, there's a the the big issue on everybody's mind is is sort of the events that have transpired the 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 public demonstrations uh, that have come in reaction to the killing of George Floyd uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago at this point uh, at the hands of a white police officer and three of his of his colleagues, uh, and the reaction to that uh, across the country, across the world really, uh, in the form of, of demonstrations, protests against police brutality and racial injustice. So uh, listen, we're not going to beat around the bush here on this one. We uh uh, talked about how the best way to address this uh, pretty extensively this week. Um, you know, we exchanged a lot of ideas. Uh, we, you know, we still have. We'll put it this way: we're going to get our thoughts and feelings out there tonight, and then we're going to try and do uh, something somewhat close to our, our normal show. Uh, not completely there because, listen, the, world, the world's changed. The world's not a particularly great place right now. Um, but we're going to stick to something close to our normal show, at least for tonight and, and the next couple of episodes. And as we work on this and as we discuss this, we're going to figure out the best way to discuss issues like this, like racial injustice, like uh, systemic uh, racism and inequality, like uh, police brutality uh, going forward. Um, but in the meantime, if you have ideas for us uh, on what you want to hear from us, what you want us to discuss, uh, what you want to address uh, on the show, you know, listen, always email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, find us on Twitter at brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at brose podcast. Um, we're interested in any and all opinions at this point uh, in a, in a really difficult and trying time for for. Everyone, but very specific groups of people, as well. So, with that, I want to turn it over to you guys. Listen, it's it's been a rough couple of weeks. Um, just, uh, uh, Sean, I'll open it up to you first. G- give me your, your general thoughts on the the aftermath of the George Floyd killing and, and what we've seen over the last couple of weeks in, in your in your words.
1: Well, you, I think we have seen a shift, and we've on it, This is honestly the culmination of the America that electing Donald Trump has brought us because it seems that even in this, in a situation where the sides are, let the cops keep doing what they're doing or let more black people die. People are choosing, people are choosing sides and refusing to back down from them. They're not acknowledging any nuance to any positions. It's either you're anti- cop or you're completely pro cop right now uh, and I think it's it's so difficult and I think it's our job like, obviously we're four white dudes talking about systemic racism that is endemic to the criminal justice system that's it's it's truly this isn't really our story to tell because we've always benefited from all of the problems that need to be addressed. But I think the best that we can do and the best that I think we can hope to do moving forward is include voices of people who uh, have more experience, people of color, or uh, you know, just kind of really investigate the best way to be allies and to help the people whose voices aren't being heard. Because we have a platform, regardless of how many people it reaches, We have a platform and I think we should, we're, I I think we're all pretty willing to open it up to, uh, to hear some different voices. Cause even though this is a, a a podcast that's, you know, mostly about pleasant nonsense, you know, it's still important. It's important not to forget there's stuff going on in between joking about, you know, however many wieners or whatever we have to we have to be there there has to be there has there's a time and a place for both things and mm-hmm. we have to be we have the emotional range to handle that or we should we should try to that our we should strive to
0: Yep. no I, I 100% agree with that you know this is listen this is not exactly the uh this is not exactly the the daily podcast or the conan o'brien podcast or what have you but look we do have people who listen to this show on a semi regular basis and, and on a regular basis and you know, even though we do sort of, I mean, we fancy some a little bit like the 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 smarter court gesture a little bit, like, hey, listen, we, we kind of know what we're talking about, but also we're kind of just screwing around, like we're we're having fun, we're trying to you know make each other laugh ultimately. Um, but ultimately, like you said, we we do have the emotional bandwidth to handle multiple facets at once. Um, and getting other voices on the show is something that we've discussed. Uh, you know, more to come on that, but you know. All all very very salient points. Um, Tim, your thoughts.
2: Woof. This is a very tough time. And if you're struggling with figuring out the nuances, kind of like Sean was talking about, then good. That means you're giving this enough thought and you're paying enough attention that that's kind of my if you're uncomfortable about this, then that's working that's the point. This is not supposed to be a comfortable thing. You're supposed to be uncomfortable.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yep. and get, honestly, get used to it. If, 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 if you're, I don't know. I, I, I've been trying to figure out a salient way of putting this, all of my thoughts together that I've been having since this started. And I can't, mm-hmm. um, there, there's no excusing what happened. And that's just one name. That that's the biggest thing. It's like, oh well, it's one guy. It's like, no, it wasn't one guy. A couple weeks before that, there was uh Brianna Taylor and mm-hmm. the ever long list that continues to grow and has been growing, and all the names we don't know that didn't get on TV, didn't get recorded. Like, that's the fucking point.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And if your goal, if your response to all this is like, yeah, but the business is that means that you're putting money and capitalism ahead of the lives of other Americans. And that's a garbage way to look at it, in my personal opinion. If your priorities are money then over life, then your priorities suck. That's my personal take. And then it's like, well... And it's, it's a lot of what I've been seeing of that. It's like, well, I believe... I consider them false, false religious people. And largely, it's like you—you can't in the same response say, "I cherish human life," and that this is ridiculous. I don't understand. Let's get back to work. You—you, it's—they are literally two separate things that cannot coexist.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and it it, 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 it boggles my fucking mind.
0: Yeah, there's there's definitely an element of like uh I, I saw somebody use the the phrase cafeteria catholicism years ago um when it came to the idea of just like picking out select parts of a religion that you like and and sort of, you know, conveniently ignoring the rest. And I certainly believe that there's elements of that when people invoke religion when it comes to uh, when it comes to the what I believe is the wrong side of history when it comes to these uh these these racial injustice events, uh, you know, I feel like I'm talking like a freaking Corporate yeah. cyborg, right now, like a social, racial injustice event, a fucking guy got killed. Yeah. Um, and, but, but certainly I think people use that as a, as a crutch or as a cudgel, really, to, to protect themselves. Or this,
2: or the Second Amendment crowd who's like, I, we, we need weapons so that we can stand up to the government and its tyranny. And then immediately turning around and being like, this isn't what we meant. It's like, how is this not what you meant? Because it doesn't right. affect you. So is that less about, What you your your beliefs are bullshit, and it's not that you want to stand up against the government and its tyranny. You want to stand up the government when it stands up to you or affects you, which is selfish and ignorant and floating on the systemic racism and white privilege that they refuse to acknowledge
4: exists.
0: Uh, Rich, uh, jump in here. Give me your uh, your your general thoughts on this.
4: I just I've been speechless with everything. Like I I I've been trying to process everything as best I can and I I just I I I really don't know Like I, I react in anger and I am I'm obviously not the most charismatic person on this podcast, so it's really hard for me to uh, express my feelings and emotions, uh, especially about something like this, which um, really, really strongly affects my family. My future brother-in-law is a person of color, and I worry about him every day he goes to work every day he's not in the house i worry and i'm scared and i worry about if they have kids and what ha- what's going to happen with my future nieces and nephews and everything that's going on is just absolutely scary but it looks like things are moving in the right direction and and yeah. i i really hope um I really hope this keeps the conversation going and it just doesn't end here. It, the, the change needs needs to be ongoing. And, and I I am just I, I, I'm emotional every morning when I'm watching news recaps of what happened the night before. I'm emotional, both in a good and a bad sense. Seeing the change that's happening, but seeing the damage or the the the, the hurting that's being done by the police, from what I'm seeing, primarily. And I'm just, I'm in shock and awe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerful. Uh, you know, thank you, thank you for for sharing your your feelings and your thoughts on this, Rich. I mean, like, this this affects. Everyone, but obviously it affects everybody in, in v- varying degrees and in varying ways. Um, so, uh, you know, the, for, for you to share that, I appreciate you doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my, You know, I'm I'm sort of flabbergasted. I mean, not sort of flabbergasted. I'm genuinely just floored by, by the fact that this is still happening. It was, it was interesting. Um, I, I was discussing this with my wife uh, about a week ago. And just seeing the reactions, uh, my, my my first thoughts was, "Boy, this is uh, you know, especially here in Philadelphia, you know, we're we're close to the action. There were there were you know, strong, you know, there were large protests that eventually turn rowdy, uh, both by the influence of of people who are not part of the original peaceful protests, as well as." Uh, it, Bad actors, uh, you know, the the, the the a lot of the pictures that we saw were of uh, of white people, of of people who are found to be alt-right supporters coming in and sort of bogarding these these events and turning them even more violent than they were originally. Like just just absolutely wild stuff. And just seeing the pictures of of Philadelphia, my my, my thoughts originally were like, boy, I saw I I saw you know, I know the news story, I know about what happened to George Floyd this seems way more of a substantial reaction than what happened the last time with Michael Brown um, in in Ferguson or with Eric Gardner. And and immediately after thinking that I, I caught myself, I was like, the last time, like it just – the fact that it's just like, boy, this time was way worse than the – it's happening too much. You know, that Michael Ferguson was six years ago, if I'm not mistaken, five, six years ago. Eric Gardner was five years ago. Uh, you know, these – this happens just just far, far too much. And to Sean's point, you know, this is not, you know, the, the reaction to to George Floyd. This is a reaction to this happening over and over and over again. And without, you know, without a lot of reckoning, there was a, a Matthew Iglesias from Vox did put out an article earlier this week um, that pointed out that, look, the, the, Relentless activism and the work that's put in by movements like Black Lives Matter, and even people who aren't affiliated with the movement but are, are working for social justice and for racial justice, um, have been have been working. You know, over the last few years, you know the, these these instances these these instances of, of of barbaric police killings of unarmed black black men and women have declined, if ever so slightly. It doesn't matter if you see something like this. It doesn't matter if it's still happening. That the optimal number is zero. And I'm, there's a silver lining in in a dark week for me is to see that, but it's just, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 I've been trying to collect my thoughts throughout the week. I don't know if I have a lot to add to the conversation because A, I'm a white dude. And B, you know, there, there are so many very intelligent points being made by people who are directly affected by this. And and I highly recommend that you, you seek them out for yourself. I just, I'm sad, man. Like, I'm just sad. I'm, I, I, it's, a, it's getting to be a lot. <sighs>
4: yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's
0: just getting to be a lot, man. Like it, it's, it's, it's been, you know, not that this is not conflating the two issues necessarily, but two catastrophic level events have occurred between this pandemic and now uh, another instance of, of, uh, an unarmed black man being killed at the hands of law enforcement, you know, what we're going to get into a lot of stuff that we could potentially do, you know, as far as, uh, what we do as individuals and what could be changed as far as the system, but genuinely just my, my thoughts are just sadness. Like I, I felt watch uh, Watching the people, or watching the reaction to what has happened over the last couple of years, watching what is what happened in cities across the United States last weekend, as far as demonstrations, as far as the police, you know, violently beating back a, a lot of these these otherwise peaceful groups of people, it's just saddening. Like it's this is not the you know it's it's not the country I, I would like to believe that I was a part of, but obviously I am. That's, that's about all I got, man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Apart from that, no thoughts. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So listen, uh, if you guys have any other final thoughts you want to cap this part of the show off with, we will, but here's basically what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to run our song, uh, do our normal thing. Um, We got a lot of questions during this session about this adjacent to George Floyd, adjacent to the, the demonstrations adjacent to the, 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 Big picture issues at hand. Um, we're going to talk about them. We're we're going to we're going to discuss them as best we can. But we just wanted to get our our opening thoughts out there, sort of get weighed into the waters a little bit. And again, if you have any suggestions, have any reactions, um, things that you want to see differently from from this show going forward regarding this issue, brosequestions at gmail.com, Brosé underscore podcast on Twitter, Brosé Brosé podcast on Facebook. Genuinely, we. We love to hear from you when it's nonsense, and we really, really want to hear from you now when it's not. And with that, on with the show. Welcome to Brosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and again, joining me are my bros and Rosé on an audio feed, reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey. Mister Rich Sweeten,
4: hi everybody. On an audio
0: feed, reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey. It's Mister Sean O'Brien.
4: Hello. And
0: reporting live from an audio feed, direct from anywhere but here. It's Tim Hansen.
2: <laughs> oh boy!
0: Yeah, man. Welcome back to Brosé, everybody. Uh, thanks for bearing with us during that uh, that that intro period, uh, but felt that was the best way to sort of address things uh, off the bat. But listen, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to go into our, our show proper at this point. Um, we'll answer your questions as best we can. Um, but in the meantime, just remember that if you do have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. The premise of the show, as always, is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything – uh, really, everything at this point, um, while enjoying a glass of rosé, um, and you can listen to our podcast anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, um, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Um, as we usually do during this time of the show, we're going to discuss what we are drinking tonight. Um, who would like to go first? Who wants to discuss what they're uh, what they're imbibing in this evening?
4: Well, uh, I'll start. I'm drinking, I'm drinking. I'm uh, drinking parasol. It's a French wine, uh, uh, twenty nineteen rosé. There's really no tasting notes. Uh, it just says uh, in French "Mediterranee indication géographique uh, protégée." So yeah, it's it's yeah, pretty answer. good.
0: Glad, glad we don't have you reading any of the questions this week, Rich.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they are in French. So, I, I, <laughs> spoiler alert: there. all of them are in French. Uh, Every question is in yeah, French. Uh, do I have to answer them in French? <laughs> yes, you do. Oui, oui. Oui.
0: Bonjour, Jim right.
4: Everett. <laughs> let me let me let me open up Google Translate and type out what I want to say. <laughs> well, Which have I you, up- like I, I do want to say I'm jealous of you guys. I don't have a monitor set up, so I can't hear the clarity from my new mic and how well it's coming over to you.
0: Mm. It no, is. It's, it's, it's listen. It's clear as bell to me.
4: Yep, sounding good. Yeah, but. squeaky clean,
0: it. just like your pronunciation in the French language. Um, <laughs> now, so so ultimately, how do you feel about uh, your, your wine, uh, May du Fromage?
4: <laughs> uh, is Fromage cheese? Yes, yes, yes. So It doesn't taste like cheese, but it would probably go well with cheese. He or said grapes.
2: cheese omelet.
4: <laughs> okay, I have seen that episode of Dexter's Laboratory. There
0: you it go. Le fromage Sean, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Uh, I'm drinking a Stutterheim white Zinfandel. And let me tell you, I'm really digging it. It's so it's sweet, but it's mm-hmm. like it's it's just it just stops short of being too sweet, and it's a little bit dry also. And it's on its on the flavor profile uh, slider they have, it is right, almost basically splitting the difference between medium sweet and medium dry. And I don't know, I'm I'm digging it. I'm it's a solid I've one. Through, I've gone through a decent amount of it, t- tbh. Uh, I'm almost halfway done this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's been a rough week. Uh, oh, yeah. A rough week. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to get this out there right now. I took the day off at of work tomorrow. So uh, things are going to be good and uh, something here at uh, Shea Casnell uh, when it comes to this bottle of wine I'm drinking, which is The Path. Uh, I'm not sure if we've had this before, but it's a California rosé. <laughs> the reason I bought it was because at the front of – what was what, what that, bridge.
4: I had that last episode, didn't I? Oh, oh, did you? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I'm sorry,
2: what were you saying? Yeah.
0: You know, I feel like everybody else has gotten a lot of a lot of uh, mileage out of it. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I barely have to say it. Now, finally, I'm going to say it because I genuinely forgot. Um, listen, this is a $6 bottle of rosé. It was available to me at the front of the Wegmans Liquor Store. And uh, let me tell you, it tastes like $6. Uh, it uh, It does a very $6 feel to it. It is dry, but not in a particularly pleasant way, um, <laughs> it, it, which is weird because this is like it's like if you if you love chocolate more than anything and you bit into a brownie and was like, okay, it's definitely chocolate, but this is garbage. <laughs> like this is approaching that level. Listen, it's Thursday. It's been a real shit couple of weeks. If we're gonna be honest, been a real crummy couple of months uh, as far as world events have gone. So, am I gonna drink all of this? Yeah, uh, but uh, but I'm not going to be thrilled about doing it,
4: Matt. So, th- this yeah. is the wine that I said had a rough mouth feel.
2: Uh, I feel like
0: hornets are attacking my mouth, Rich. <laughs>
4: Thank
2: you. Thank Sounds you. Sounds rough.
0: <laughs> you might argue that it's a rough mouth feel. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking tonight? Uh,
2: I am drinking Rosé d'Anjou or. I don't know how to pronounce that.
1: Ooh, dangerous rosé.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I love it. Uh, it's like, it's a cr- a cr- Bart- like a
0: crummy anime translation. Like <laughs> right? rosé dangerous.
2: Uh, it's uh, a Barton and Goustier uh, wine. It's uh, circa 2018. I've never heard of it. Looked like it was fancy, and it was a 10.5, whereas the other one I picked up was a seven. So I was like, no, nah, that's the way I'm gonna go. Ooh. Uh soft and smooth on the palate, developing aromas of blah blah blah. It's good. I like it. Um, uh, I think it was like twelve bucks, and the other Tim, one when was the ten. Last episode,
0: you read all of the tasting notes. <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs>
2: the last you couple bottles of yada, yada yada yada
0: into it like about a month ago.
2: <laughs> soft and smooth on the palate, developing aromas of small red berries. Great with <laughs> exotic food and sushi.
0: Ooh, sushi!
2: Actually, I think this would go terribly with sushi, but that's me. Uh, it's it's got good sweetness, uh, a little bit of dryness. Doesn't linger on the on the palate very long, so mm-hmm. it's it's it doesn't dry your mouth out. I, I like it. I recommend.
0: Okay, awesome, man. All right, we're drinking. We got some questions. Um, here we go. So, this is the first round of questions. I'm going to take care of them. As always, you can email them to brosequestions at gmail.com if you want us to answer them on the show. Um, our first question is from longtime listener John Tersich. Uh, love to hear from John. Um, the question goes, what do companies have to do to prove they're not just being performative regarding civil rights, uh, whether that's LGBT or black? Um, he puts in parentheses as an example, Lego just donated $4 million and pledged not to promote any more of their police-related sets. Um, a, lot of pl- a lot of places just did Blackout Tuesday without anything else. Gay pride images every year happen with little change. Uh, so this is big. So this is basically how does capitalism react to this? Uh, to to social change and everything like that. So, what do companies have to do to prove they're not just being performative regarding civil rights? Uh, who's got thoughts? Uh,
1: um well, I think uh, I think Lego did a good job in all like so the the not, you know, advertising their police, I think it was police or White House sets right now. I think that's a good move. But having concrete action following the words that you're doing, like, uh do- then donating money that's how you do it you know you if you want to steam even if it's not genuine they're doing something and at the end of the day that's kind of what's important here or you have a a situation like uh Ben and Jerry's who put who put out like a four point plan to end these fucking it. it's awesome it is and it's like it's it's well thought out it's well worded and it's just it's it's just that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If that's what you have to do. You can't just, you can't just do blackout Tuesday or like Sony putting out like a, uh, you know, we stand with our black employees. Like that's, that's fine, but that's literally the bare minimum you can do. Like mm-hmm. I can do that as a regular person, just writing, you know, I support black people. I know, you know, I, it's, then, then Sony should either be like all of the proceeds that we make from the next two days of sales are going to go to like uh, help to go go to shel- uh, shelters or to feed homeless people, like to feed people in uh, marginalized communities. You know what I mean? Like that's the mm-hmm. move. You have to have that. You have to do something concrete, or it's meaningless. Yeah, yeah I, I'm-
4: I, I agree. I mean, to slightly counter argue the Sony uh they did um in in showing of an attempt to showing solidarity they did also push back an event that they were going to have this week because they knew like there's more important news going around that needs to be seen um but yeah they should do more and my my
2: fight back on that specifically because i was going to bring up the same thing is that could be seen as solidarity solidarity or just like Guys, no one's going to pay attention to us. We're yeah. not going to be important. We need more views. Let's push this back. That's just
4: good business sense. That, sorry, I just wanted to key on that. No. Thing. So it could I, be either. Yeah, I, I, I totally get it. I, I can, I, I understand seeing it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the Pokemon Company just uh, donated two hundred thousand dollars to, um, uh. I just had the article open. I can't remember what the corporations or the charities were. Uh, Black Lives Matter and and, and NAACP. Mm -hmm. So like it's, yeah, put your money where your mouth is when it comes to these situations. Uh, And and try to show that you are trying to keep with solidarity and, and move your company in the right direction to support everyone
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I I I think that's about it that what you what you have suggested as far as donating money uh, is, is in my mind that's as much as like a, a corporation can can really do like listen I I, I am as if you're the show I'm as as capitalist as they come uh, as in general but I also don't I don't really trust corporations to have, that kind of they're they're sort of an amorphous entity. I don't really trust them to have a social conscious when it comes to these kind of things. I don't know if there's a way that they can come that they can be anything but performative even when it comes to donating money. Now, donating money is infinitely better in my mind than just, you know, putting a black box as your Facebook profile picture for 24 hours or something like that. You're doing something good, you're adding utility to the 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 issue at that point by donating to you know the, the bail funds or I don't know if any company would be willing to do that necessarily but to donate to you know Black Lives Matter causes or donate to the NAACP or the ACL, ACLU you know I, I would expect them to do that but I don't I genuinely don't know if if corporations have that in them I think that ultimately. You know, if 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 it happens, it's because it's a corporation that's smaller and it's dictated by like the the personality of one person, like a CEO who's very into corporate social responsibility, um, or like a Ben and Jerry's, which has historically had that that strong social conscious. But otherwise, I, I think they're very much a. I think businesses in general, when it comes to big businesses, when it comes to these kind of social moves are are very <laughs> utilitarian. They're very, you know, hey, we're going to get good publicity out of this. I'm very I'm very cynical when it comes to what corporations are actually mm-hmm. able to do. But I, I do think that they can do some utilitarian good by donating money. So I, I agree with that point for sure. Um, got, thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of stuck almost exactly between you and Sean. In that it, it, if you're going to try, you need to not advertise it. Don't be like, hey, guys, look at the thing I did. Like I thought Ben and Jerry's thing was perfect. Uh, it's not like they did this whole campaign about like, look what we did. Look what we did. It's just like, here's the new thing that we slapped on the front of our page and news spread because it is so well put. Um, and, and that's huge
0: because, as you said, you're not you know bring out like the trumpets and the flags and everything like that but listen if you put something up there there is something to be said about if you have the platform that a, a company like Ben & Jerry's does you know to amplifying that message by putting that out there by saying we're doing this and then maybe listen we're, the four of us are, are on the internet way too much but there Absolutely. are definitely groups of there there are people <laughs> there are groups of people who don't use Twitter for much or you know get their their information from other sources you know that that might see that and It sounds dumb, but they might see Ben and Jerry's, you know, put up like a small thing and say, "Hey, this is the first time I've heard about this idea or donating to this cause or this this plan. I'm interested in it now." So you're 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 walking a fine line, but I I do like that that they didn't like draw a bunch of attention to it, but they still did it in a way that would get an appropriate amount of attention.
2: Correct. So if if you want to come across as genuine and non performative, don't advertise it, like because as soon as you start, you lose all credibility if you had any. But like you, I'm. I everything is a business, for larger corporations. Everything is a business decision before they do anything. It's like, what are the optics on this? How is this potentially going to improve our stock options? This, that, and the other thing, blah blah blah. But honestly, if it brings any attention, it's good. And uh, some conversations I've had recently about being an ally is being an ally. Be prepared to be challenged. Be prepared to be called out as phony or anything like that. That's part of it. Like, and don't fight back, not don't fight back, but don't attack the person attacking you because Mm -hmm. like own it. Learn from that experience. How can I move forward? How can I take this into it? So even if it is performative or, or if it's not performative and people attack you for it, that's fine. Own it. That's their perspective. That's the optics from them and where they are at in this fight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- and, and, and Nike's definitely done that. The, the The one that jumped to mind when you mentioned people are going to attack you if you take that position or attack the company, the one that jumped to mind immediately was Nike. Um, Nike signed Colin Kaepernick as a, as a sponsor a couple of years ago and immediately yeah, the, the normal people who made the very smart decision to take Nikes that they had spent their own money on and burn them, them. Uh, and light them on fire because that really shows Nike like, hey, we're, we already gave you the money, but at least I'm getting no use out of your product now.
2: Like, That's like, my favorite form of protest because it's the dumbest fucking thing. Or no, it's, his favorite it's, form of protest because it's entertaining and useless. It's symbolic.
0: It, it's, it's supposed to be symbolic, but it doesn't mean jack <laughs> the shit. Symbolism Nike,
2: is that they're idiots.
0: <laughs> and Nike has obviously done the math. They either either they feel so strongly about the the causes that Colin Kaepernick supports that they're they're fine with that because they think it's right, or they've done the math and go like, listen, this is not going to hurt our bottom
2: line. Uh, and it didn't. To, it, it didn't,
0: didn't.
2: Now, now if they <laughs> broke into the stores <laughs> if they if they broke into stores and destroyed the product before it got sold that would have more of a message but that's, yeah, but that's a different no topic risk.
0: That's, a, that's a much different uh, yeah. yeah that's a, that's a different set of risks If people once people start uh, be becoming willing to do that then we have a whole different uh, set of problems to address as a country um, any other thoughts on what companies can do to prove they're not just being performative? We we talked you know, whether it's LGBT rights, uh, you know, ethnic minority rights, you know, yeah. what what have you.
1: I, I don't think I don't think they can, but I think uh, they they can do good, and I think concrete actions are better than platitudes. So yeah.
2: do yeah. something, not just lip service.
1: Exactly.
0: Awesome. Um, the next question. Um, <laughs> uh, this one is a very short one. Is is I believe is submitted by one of the Sos. Um, the NBA plans to return on July 31st in Florida. That's like not great, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the, the other thing. Is uh, it, it, it's it's easy to get lost in this, but there's still a fucking pandemic going on right now. Uh, in addition to, you know, just the absolute chaos outside and the the absolute you know the the, the reckoning it seems that we are, are coming to grips with as a country following another terrible you know racial tragedy is there's still a disease going around that's killing people
1: it, they, it's it's um, wild because like i'm watching the news and something else will happen mm-hmm. somewhere else you know just like there's because there's still news going on other things are happening and i'm just <laughs> blown away i'm like how can this how is this allowed yeah, oh, like we, I need. I can't focus on this many things.
0: We had a military action about a month ago in the Middle East. I was just like, how do we have time for this shit? Like, <laughs> like how do we have time to like you know attack Syria? <laughs> we don't have Syria is not on the, my list of priorities right now. No, it's so, a lot. To go back to the NBA, so the NBA does plan to return on July thirty first in Florida. Um, do, do, have you guys heard about this at all? Do you I, know like any of the particulars? You know me was, up on my
2: sports
4: news nah. nah, nah. <laughs> I thought The sports stuff was non-contact.
0: Uh, well, so it's non-contact right now. So in New Jersey, they have they have allowed non-contact uh, sports starting at the end of this month, or like June 22nd, or something like that. Florida went ahead and just put the green light on all of it like a month ago, and just said, "Listen, we're you know sports teams who want to do this can do this if they want in our state." Um, And it just so happens that Disney World has ESPN's wide world of sports with three basketball arenas. uh, And ESPN also just conveniently happens to own uh, substantial rights to broadcast NBA games uh, and can finally air their first live sports programming in in months if they do this. Um, So this is very much a contact sport. um, But the idea is, you know, no fans. They're basically going to be in like a bubble for the next couple of months starting on July 31st. And to be like team employees only and, and players and so on and so forth. Yeah. That's, it's, how, it's, that's how soccer
1: is, right? Right now? Uh, yeah, right Soccer now, yeah. is just like, you basically, everyone's getting isolated. Just the teams themselves are self contained. Yeah. I mean, well, Listen, they actually I found don't...
0: out that soccer is fine because of the spacing, and also because of the virus actually died from sheer boredom. So, uh, <laughs> so we're good. Yeah, that I want the I podcast feel... guest Vince Gotti, You fucking anyway.
4: <laughs> I, I think I think even like baseball, they're looking to start back up, and get, you have yeah. to quarantine yourself. They're going if you end up leaving the team for. I think as is. It, I'm sure there's a few baseball players who are who have uh, wives that are pregnant and ready to have their children, um, if they end up leaving to go to their child's birth, when they go back, they have to isolate themselves for two weeks before they can even join back with the team. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like, it, I hate I, similar to soccer. They're less contact than say basketball and in a wider area that I, I don't see that big of a problem with say soccer or baseball, but I do definitely see a problem with uh basketball.
0: Well, this is wild to me in general because the NBA was the first sport. Like when the NBA shut down, that was when you know that shit was real with the coronavirus. So we said that was that was uh, you know dumbass Casnells uh, perception was the moment they shut down the NBA. I'm like, oh boy, this is serious, you know. (laughs) Um, But uh, (laughs) Rudy Gobert is the coronavirus. My God. But uh, but like it's it's weird because the NBA was like immediate. Like the first person had was was diagnosed with coronavirus. Like that's it. Season suspended. Game over. Uh, and, And they were. NBA is pretty, you know, on the cutting edge when it comes to being like data driven and and being you know pretty progressive as far as that goes. Um, look, there's there's a there's a reporter that I cannot remember the name of any time we do this, but he's a reporter for the New York Times and he's he covers pandemics and 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 disease and, and like this for a living. And basically, the way he's described the next couple of of years for the coronavirus is it's sort of like the in and out dance, like. We're going to push it a little bit. We're going to unfortunately see rate spike and we're going to come back. Like that's kind of the way it is at this point because we don't have enough testing. Um, I genuinely listen. My my lizard brain wants sports back real bad. Uh, <laughs> and and my my perception is this. If there is a way to do this safely, I would love to see it. I don't know if there is. Um, I my my skepticism arises in the fact that the NBA has TV contracts that they have to meet, and if they play, if every team plays like seventy games, then they fulfill their TV contracts. Conveniently, if all they, they're only bringing twenty four teams to Orlando, but if all of them play, you know, like seven or eight more games, they hit seventy and they fulfill those TV contracts. They don't have to give any money back to like Comcast or, or NBC or whatever. Um, and then they can do their playoffs. So I don't know. My, my my thought is I'm I'm very skeptical that this is going to see it the end. What's most likely going to happen, unfortunately, is somebody's going to get it and somebody's going to get this this virus, and they're going to end up shutting it down again. And great, you now exposed. You know, uh, you know, three hundred employees or what have you mm-hmm. to to this yeah. incredibly infectious disease. Um, what do you guys think?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, I agree. I, I don't think there's a safe way to do it. I think they're gonna do it, uh, and you, it's kind of just a wait and see game. I, I mean, if if they can successfully quarantine 400 people or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, more power to them. But mm-hmm. it's it does. I don't know. It's you also have to allow that, or you kind of have to hope a little bit. This is this isn't a great example because it's like it's about money but in general you have to hope that people are looking at the data and making bet their best guesses on what will cause the least amount of harm moving forward right based on that yeah. data so hopefully the nba has studied enough to be like okay the, these are the risks like the the long-term risks to what's going on versus uh like it, them losing their TV money or whatever. Like the the impact mm. to the league. It's also let's be clear, not great that we have a bunch of predominantly black men being forced to work uh, mm. in uh, <laughs> in not so in dangerous conditions uh, for, no, our uh, intert- no. for our entertainment.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and listen, I, I, the optics I mean, aren't
1: great uh, right now on that.
0: <laughs> op, the optics aren't great on that. To be abundantly clear, I would guess that a lot of them are like. Dude, I want to fucking play basketball. Uh-huh. But you are correct in that optically, it's a weird look uh, to, to be like, yo, this league that's, you know, like you said, 85% black, you know. Yes, this is, disease is very infectious. Yes, there's a lot of data that suggests it affects, you know, you know black people and Latino people more than it does those white people at this point. But – Hey, get out there and play some hoops, throw yeah. down some dunks and shoot some threes. Yeah. And like, it's it's a very strange look. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's I miss sports a lot, but I don't know. I, I will give the NBA credit to, to, to your point, Sean, about the NBA hopefully having. appropriate data to make this happen uh they've they've pushed back this start date like three times uh they originally said you know a month after they closed down the league hey we're gonna try and get this done in april and then it was may and then it was june and now we're looking at the end of july so uh, you know they, they are being somewhat conservative with it you know we'll just you know have to cross our fingers and see what happens um i will say as a 76ers fan it would be absolutely on brand for this team to go ahead and win the nba championship this year <laughs> of all years nobody's going to remember is you know, it's, it's societal turmoil you know a public health crisis shortened season in a quarantine at disney world and then the sixers go ahead and win it because why you know sure why not mm. any other thoughts or uh, shall we move
4: on uh just a quick question the um the reporter you were talking about from new york times is it donald g mcneil jr uh, I think it is. I think that's okay. him. Uh, I just
0: Don I Googled yes. it. So
4: yeah,
0: yeah. He's he's done a bunch. Of, he's been uh, done some really good reporting on this. He, he covered Ebola in Africa, and then it was, uh, and then suddenly they were just like, hey, so instead of Ebola, how about you cover like the United States? And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. and then conveniently, or yeah, you know, this happened. Yes, yeah, so Don McNeil has done some some great great work on on this. Highly recommend his work. He's done a couple of appearances on the Daily podcast, and he's uh, written a lot of great articles about. Uh, about what to expect uh, with uh, Corona in the next couple of years. Cool. Um, our next question, uh, the subject line, which means you know who this is from. The subject <laughs> line is Burb Brain's question. Um, now, so f- so the question goes, quote, so first I want to say that I will not feel one bit slighted if any of my questions get backburnered in favor of talking about more serious current events and giving these topics the time and weight they deserve right now. That being said, I will continue to send questions as they come to me in the hopes that the nonsense allows for a moment of healing decompression. Back to nonsense. If you woke up tomorrow as a seagull, what is the first snack you'd steal from a child? How would you have really accomplished the heist? And that was submitted, of course, by my mom. No, uh, Charlie Bram. <laughs>
2: the
0: one
1: and only. And so so the question is, if I were a seagull, yes. what's the first thing that I would steal from a child? Chicken? how would you do it? How would I do it? Dive um, are, chick- are,
0: are kids are kids like w- you know, waltzing around the beach with chicken wings? <laughs>
4: Fuck I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean they could be. It would my be my cousin a f- had a
0: banana stolen right out of their hands when she was like three years old. <laughs> it's <was> hilarious.
4: <laughs> I Ooh, would cheese fries on the boardwalk. Oh yeah. That's a oh, good thing. Yes. Uh mine would be funnel cake because uh, I've, I've, I've seen it happen to like an early 20s late teens early 20 year old like i me and my friends like when we were that old like <laughs> we went down the beach and my friend, he was—he uh, was too afraid to get poop on his shoes, so he was watching the birds every time they came. And at one point, a bird came and pooped on his shoe. And as he was <laughs> distracted, it dive bombed down and grabbed his funnel cake. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. They knew. Yeah, so we I feel like spot. I feel like I have to give him a little bit of retribution by doing that to somebody else.
1: By pooping on someone's shoe? <laughs> by
4: pooping on someone's shoe and stealing Bitch, their funnel cake. why are you shooting on my man's <laughs> shoe? <laughs> I'm a bird, okay? I'm allowed to poop on shoes. I'm a bird. <laughs> We've told you you're not a oh. bird. You're a real man. I'm oh, sorry. sorry.
0: You're a seagull. You're, you've are you spotted the perfect funnel cake to get. How are you plotting your heist?
4: Uh, I'm 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 gonna hope that I have a dookie loaded up and I'm just gonna mm. just drop it down and hope it hits the person or near the person to distract them and then dive bomb down, grab the grab it and try to fly away. but uh, hopefully it's a fresh brand new one that I can't get at all, but the rest of it falls on the ground and I do get a piece of it. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Tim, how would you steal the cheese fries?
2: Uh, get my crew together, and just in mass, like, just fucking go for it. <laughs> it's just yeah. the birds, but for cheese fries. Well, exactly. One seagull, you're just going to be like, no, go the fuck away. Like, move. And you could go the distraction route and just, like, shit on a shoe and then take the food when distracted. Or you could be like, nope, those fries belong to all of us.
3: <laughs> and I'm an, I'm an, I'm an, I, I prefer to
2: I prefer prefer to roll with my crew so get the crew mm-hmm. together and let's go get these cheese fries
0: while I would typically agree that strength in numbers is the way to go, I think you are overestimating the child. It's a child. I'm going right for that fucking food. Um, <laughs> it's, as far as food, I would just go straight up French fries because, as you know, I'm a heathen, no cheese on the fries. But I would take straight up French fries and just be like, yo, man, I'm taking this. Assert my will. Assert myself <laughs> on this child. Just be child. like Yo, it's fine. <laughs> What's the child? the child? Listen, the child's what? Like five, six years old? Something like that. I'm just ballparking. Um, you know, I'm counting on them not having the reaction time to be able to, like, swap me away or anything like that. Even if they do, it's a wimpy little kid. I mean, you know, I, I have a mind. If I pick up the fries or pick up the container, there's a half a chance that I'll pick up the child with them too, because the child is <laughs> tiny, tiny, like, tiny and pathetic. Uh, no, man. Frontal assault on the kid. Done.
4: I I, I agree with that. That last part, by the way. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with that because... Um, you could just as likely just walk up to the kid who's not very knowing and mm-hmm. befriend him and he'll just start feeding you the French fries. Mm. That's,
3: That's true. true.
4: Hey, Passive rad. Like fries? Like, like like I'm looking when I hear child, I hear not much older than seven or eight in this particular situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah, the older they get, the less likely they'll feed you. But if you find a good, like, four to six year old <laughs> for a sucker, they're yeah. going to feed you. They're going to just give you Fun. the food so, as you walk up. Yeah, Alice 50%. has started,
1: Alice has started uh, sh- like she'll get like veggie straws or whatever, and she will pretend feed them to me and Mary. But she has generalized that to everyone and will do it to the dogs and is always surprised when they take it like she's just like oh here you God. go I was, and then she's like what the heck well i what She <laughs> was absolutely flabbergasted at these at that veggie spell has left her hand so would you do the
0: same thing then sean to get your cheese fries no would i would go uh... so
1: i would go for ice cream and what i would do is just wait for a decently warm day and then have the, the when you know when it like a little piece falls off and mm-hmm. every child's reaction when some drips down is to look at the ground and then uh, lift up the ice cream it, it as weird. though they yeah as though they are the statue of liberty and so while that's happening this this dumb fucking idiot kid i'm scooping in there getting that ice cream no no problem it's it's more of a uh, wait a patience game i'm playing the patience I'm, i know what's going to happen i know that thing's mm-hmm. going up in the air I just got to I gotta wait and see, and then I get my ice cream.
0: Pick and choose your spots.
1: Exactly. I got to shoot shot.
0: Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on what food you take from a child if you were a seagull?
1: Yeah, but just in general, tomorrow, I'm always seagull. taking food from kids. I yeah.
0: <laughs> don't deserve it. Sean is working off of years of experience and just punching kids on the sidewalk and stealing their ice cream. Always. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Uh, dropping quarters on the ground, getting them to look down. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move. Let's move on then. Um, so, uh, this is a question from one of the SOs, uh, and uh, the question is: Hey, what's your least favorite fruit? Um, however, it also includes a note here to donate to Justice for Brianna Taylor here, and there is a GoFundMe for Justice for Brianna Taylor. Um, listen, if you heard the intro to our show, you know why we're, we're supporting. The justice for brianna taylor fund here um but that's the way we're going to sort of mix things up here so go to gofundme.com and, and just search for justice for brianna taylor um and, and please consider donating if you're able but to get to the, the pressing question you know obviously the real serious thing that we're, we we want to discuss here what's your least favorite fruit hmm.
2: strawberries
0: why strawberries
2: and I've never been a big fan like the flavor is in candy has always been okay mm-hmm. uh, and then I guess I just never had them and then the first time I had a strawberry I was probably like 10 before I finally had an actual strawberry mm-hmm. and the texture just like fuck that all those seeds just now. <laughs> so like also like uh, other berries that have a bunch of tiny effing seeds like raspberries and stuff like that not a huge fan but strawberries i don't like the flavor at all so mm-hmm. it just makes it worse
0: so <laughs> strawberries are not one of my favorites um but I, they're not my least favorite um there's there's <laughs> There's a Sixers writer that I, that I really enjoy named Adam Aronson, like uh, a, 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 a kid. He's going to Temple like next year for his freshman year, but he's a great Sixers writer. Um, but there's been no Sixers to talk about for the last couple of months. And so he has been spouting off just absolutely preposterous food takes for the last couple of months <laughs> instead. Um, and so on the Rights to Ricky Sanchez blog, he put up a whole post of what his top 20 favorite foods are. And his number one favorite fruit is cantaloupe. Food, food, not fruit, food, cantaloupe. That's wow. the
2: dumbest take ever.
0: Which is not <laughs> only the dumbest, it's the dumbest take ever, not because, you listen, you you can't possibly say cantaloupe's your favorite food of all time, but it's also a terrible take because cantaloupe's the worst fruit,
1: oof, period, oof, of oof, all oof, of them. Oof, preposterous. Oof, oh, cantaloupe scorcher
0: <laughs> Why would you eat cantaloupe when you could have literally anything else? Oh my what flavor Cantaloupe, you know what cantaloupe's flavor is? Hard water. Like it doesn't <laughs> taste like anything. It is
3: oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's no, fresh. It's refreshing.
0: Think, Drink a fucking bottle of water, you savage. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> don't cut out the middleman here. Instead of eating a garbage. You would rather eat honeydew than cantaloupe, is <laughs> what you're hearing. It's, honey a honey a one one si- it's a one A one B
0: it's a 1A1B situation here. Listen, cantaloupe is it's tasteless. Honeydew is not much better. Let me tell honeydew you, that. Is Honeydew is trash. Honeydew is absolutely. They're garbage. Are. Listen, man, if you're if the best argument you. you have for cantaloupe is that it's not as bad as as Honeydew, you're you lose. Honeydew like, your is terrible.
1: Honeydew is garbage. Cantaloupe, I have come around on. I used to not like it. I worked at edible, so. I think I, I'm a fruit expert. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was officially a fruit ambassador for several years. <laughs> that was my fruit job. Title. So here's the thing. Cantaloupe, uh, honeydew is trash. Always You're and wrong. forever. The best, the best honeydew is garbage. Uh, <laughs> the cantaloupe is a, a ripe cantaloupe. Legitimately good. I We gave some to Alice. I forgot how much I liked it, but it, it has to be a ripe, like a, a a cantaloupe just isn't right
0: we just established uh, all children are morons you're saying that your child
1: <laughs> loves this no, fruit i was I, w- I would give her some and i would eat it while i was giving it to her so i oh, it was a good God. it was a good ripe cantaloupe if cantaloupe and honeydew both have such a short window of being good that it's not really worth eating them i will agree with that i think i think Accurate. when it comes to fruit I would go most other melons because there's just a really short window. It's like kind of like an avocado where there's like an optimal period. And it's like a day. It's the same thing with those fruits. The Is this the worst fruit? Worst this fruit. Wor- What's your, worst your fruit? least favorite fruit? Your least favorite least fruit. Least favorite fruit
0: is – I want to backtrack real quick. I'm not trying to imply that your daughter is not smart. She's the offspring of you and Mary, so she's <laughs> obviously uh, got a lot going for
1: her. But- also, if she likes if she likes uh, candle, then Canada, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe maybe you have to steer onto the right path. Oh my god! I had well my my least favorite one. Go rich! I'm gonna I'm gonna tap out. But I just had to I had to step in on the cantaloupe hate. What the cantaloupe is not the worst fruit. You're lucky. That's all I gave it. <laughs> just
2: remember, this is the question that divided the, the ProSafe podcast the most
4: out of any question we have ever had.
0: I want to remind everybody: uh, donate to Justice for Brianna Taylor as well at GoFundMe.com.
4: I am I am heated over these. Uh, hot melon takes right now. Um, because cantaloupe and honeydew are not the worst. Oh my god! Uh, Have you had them
0: before? I'm not sure yeah. you've even had either of these before. This is a this is a typical I, rich dude. I, I love melons. I've never been inside one.
4: I love all melons. I'm like, a big fan of melons
3: myself. <laughs> oh, we still talk about
4: fruit. All right, take a cold shower. For you <laughs> you <two. laughs> but when it when it comes to least favorite fruit uh i'm at i it's tough for me to say because i actually do enjoy the flavors of both of these blueberries and cherries i just i don't like the giant pit in the cherries it's very inconvenient to eat um and i just don't like the texture of blueberries Mm -hmm. so those would be like my least favorite Mm -hmm. um okay okay yeah
1: Okay. uh it's pears. Pears are the worst fruit.
0: Mm-hmm. I can stand that. Uh, that's also a good
1: pick. Pears. Pears always mealy. Don't really. I think they have <laughs> like what Matt was saying about honeydew and cantaloupe. That's the problem with pears. They don't really taste like anything. They taste mm-hmm. like a, a whisper. It's t- it's like the Lacroix La of fruit. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Like I know what a pear should taste like, but this isn't it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Every real wow. you know hard pear
2: about it. In. That's exactly what it tastes like. Yeah. The thinking
1: of it. Yeah, exactly. Pears suck. Pears are the worst fruit. Period. Good pick.
0: It's an excellent mm. pick. Um, any other thoughts on your least favorite fruit?
2: No,
4: mm, no,
0: no. All right. No. Has it's anyone a, had a
4: durian? That counts as a fruit, right? <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it is. It is a fruit, but <laughs> I, a I've never had it. It apparently
1: it really tastes good. like
2: garlic. Mm, garlic. I've, I've is... heard garlic. I've heard like rotten
4: meat. Yeah, yeah so it, a durian is the stinkiest what? fruit what in the world. What is this fruit? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's I believe it's a delicacy in like I think like East Asian countries. Okay. But the- it, yeah, when you cut it open, it smells horrible. And from what I hear it tastes just as bad.
1: Sounds like a winner. Yeah. It's called <laughs> it's the a- king of fruits. <laughs> In some <laughs> regions, the it's the kind of beers. they can't the, the kind kind of get else. It's South nah. Southeast Asia. It's it can be uh, two to seven pounds. They're huge. Mm, yeah, they're game. huge. All right,
0: guys, our next question. If life were a video game, what would some of the cheat codes be? And as an addendum, remember to donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund as well. That's just the Minnesota Freedom Um so mm-hmm. if life were a video game, what would some of the cheat codes be? <laughs>
4: Uh, it would well, be infinite money. Yeah. So yeah. it would be, I think in Sims, if you typed in money, 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 you got like Bunch a of lot of money. So you would have to type into a terminal money, 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 and you'd get a lot of money. The, the only code I want is how do you turn this thing on
2: from Age of Empires 2, which gives you a Dodge Viper, <laughs> which also <laughs> happens to be a catapult, but that's besides the point. Okay. All right. That's the
0: only one I want. So You just want to dodge viper.
2: That is also a catapult. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. can't right, right, right. Miss i that, part. that.
0: For, Sorry, I forgot about that
4: part.
0: Yeah. Um. Ooh, this is tough.
4: I think there there would be uh, like uh, um, a get healthy cheat. So like you put it in and no no more diseases in your body. I don't know. That would be the up up down down left right left right B A start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
1: so the like thirty lives. Yeah, yeah. I would have a big head mode on for everybody. <laughs> no. NBA Jam,
4: yeah. <laughs> big, big head mode just for those who legitimately have like, like metaphorical big heads.
1: Yes. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Pinocchio <laughs> like, situation. Like the more egotistical you are, the bigger your legitimate head is. That's why exactly. I would. Definitely, Trump, I love Trump can't give
0: any more addresses because he can't leave his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's like oh start the, the Oval Office is now actually oval sized to fit his head
0: <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> um, I would introduce time travel by having the level select code
3: hmm. just
1: nice. type in
0: uh, up down left right on the uh, and then start on the Sonic the Hedgehog one menu and uh, suddenly uh, you know I can just you know go to whatever point in life that I want to just
4: just I, I would on. have I would have safe states. So it's not really a cheat, but it's kind of a cheat. Safe states, so that like I can go back to a time before. Like if I screw up, I could just reset and Mm -hmm. change what I screwed up.
0: Rick and Morty just did an episode about this. Uh, Obviously, disastrous consequences because it's Rick and Morty. But uh, but that would be a a very intriguing real life power to have.
4: That was that was basically the premise of an episode of The Flash last season. They, they redid the same instance like 150 times because okay. they couldn't get it right and save everybody each time.
0: Hmm. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Any other uh, life cheat codes? Mm-mm. So not to be confused with life hacks, because guess what? You haven't hacked life. You just figured out like a slightly more efficient way of doing things. I mean, uh, I thought you, were <laughs> gonna <say> you didn't <laughs>
2: hack life. You're just a hack at life. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <Got a laughs> game. Life hack. Wake up a half hour
0: earlier and see how much you can get done. Go to hell. <laughs>
4: Talk, talking about life hacks, the game, uh, enter the matrix. You actually had to hack into the game to get cheat codes. So mm. we could do that, too.
0: Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I got no other thoughts on cheat codes, so uh, if we're all good there, we yeah, can move I, on.
4: I didn't use them, so I don't really know a lot of them.
0: Hmm. Oh, look <laughs> at that. <Yeah. first. laughs> Purist over here. Jeez. Purist. Um, or, I could, yeah, you do, um, to Sean's point, the big head mode, you could do uh, uh, the Bill Clinton code for NBA Live and just have Bill Clinton appear wherever you are. <laughs> like, just replace good. one person in your life with Bill Clinton.
2: The only codes I remember are from either StarCraft or Age of Empires 2. That's it. That's all I got.
0: (laughs) Uh, The next question. If peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Um, And also, uh, remember to to try to donate to the Minneapolis Gas Mask Fund. uh, The Minneapolis Gas Mask Fund. Uh, You can Venmo it at at i s a k. Dash D-O-U-A-H um, And with all of these uh, Accompanying this podcast We're going to put the, the charities that we list in each episode Or the, the causes that we put in each episode As part of the episode description So if you can't write down But it's at D O U A H, The Minneapolis Gas Mask Fund hmm. So If peanut butter was not called peanut butter <laughs> What would it be called?
4: Peanut jelly?
1: Mm. It, would called, uh, butter butter. Uh, it would be called butter uh, It would be called Mr. Carver's nut bread. <laughs> No. honestly yeah probably yeah doesn't yeah.
0: exactly roll off the tongue but i yeah
4: but it's exactly on the nose of what it would be right is that mcns right. and j <laughs> is that a corporation
0: in new jersey uh it could be i think it's where we took sean for his birthday on his 30th
1: i couldn't i couldn't find it but i figured you were fine yeah, yeah, he, he knew where we <laughs> The most, The most likely scenario is I'm a dumbass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about uh, uh legume spread?
2: Ooh, legume
4: spread. Legume spread. I mean, it's a yeah.
0: terrible name because peanut butter just works, but yeah,
2: legume spread.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think my biggest thing with peanut coffee. butter
2: is what's it got to do with butter?
0: Because mm, it's a spread? I don't know. Pure it? Yeah.
1: Why, what makes something <laughs> butter? I'll look it up.
0: <laughs> Why peanut butter? Like, <laughs> peanuts, like it's it doesn't aside from the fact that it's got a, you know some some natural oils in it i don't think it has shares any properties with butter
1: yeah
0: mm. i don't know you, you got me you've got me uh tim what, tim what was what was your idea for a new name was it also mr carver's uh nuts <laughs> <bread>?
2: <laughs> no i said marmalade jam just to be an asshole Marmalade jam it's like what is the opposite of peanut butter jelly and marmalade and all of those weird things so let's slap them together and it's peanut butter now
0: now the good old days we could pick up a newspaper and just read the funnies and marma jam oh that (laughs) that adorable dog Perfect. Um, yeah perfect uh listen peanut butter is a great name i freaking love peanut butter uh it's one of my favorite uh indulgence kind of foods and uh i you know i i I don't know what I would do if I had to call it something different. I think I would just stick with the old name. And even if it was an alternate reality where everybody else never knew it was anything other than peanut butter or other than Mr. Carver's nut jam, I'd still call it peanut butter <laughs> out of force yeah. of habit.
4: You know what? I, I'd, I love peanut butter as long as it's chunky peanut butter. Uh, so mm. as long as uh, Mr. Carver's nut jam has a chunky version, <laughs> I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, that, that took me a while to convert to that. But in the last like five or six years, I, I, w- I went from purely a creamy guy to purely a chunky guy
4: dude yeah. I, I i go like super chunk with like the extra chunks yeah i it. just put i just put peanuts, <laughs> you just on my a jar of peanuts at that point rich <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, i'm all about texture man
0: mm-hmm.
4: the only time i'll go uh
0: have you guys made your own peanut butter before
4: i haven't no. i've i've thought about doing it but i never have i've wanted to go to also whole foods and get them to make it because they do make that there too
0: Mm. Now, truthfully as far as cost efficiency goes uh it's not it's not much less expensive if at all to make your own peanut butter but you do get to toss some extra flavors in there like if you want to put like i've made my own peanut butter before my own cashew butter with like you just get food processor you puree it you toss in some some peanut oil some some sugar if you want it some honey if you want it some salt uh, and it turns out really good, you know, cinnamon, but it, it does, it's very easy to make. And I that's the only time I'll do the creamy kind is when I'm doing just pureeing my own and making my own homemade peanut yeah. butter. It's
1: tasty. Man. So, uh, it seems that uh, peanut butter is only called peanut butter because it's smooth, similar to room temperature butter. But apparently, yeah. in the Netherlands, peanut butter is called pindakas, which literally means peanut cheese. peanut cheese rather than <laughs> peanut butter because the word butter was legally protected.
0: Uh, legally it had to,
1: protected it had to contain butter like to defend
0: your homeland <laughs> <laughs> listen it's nonsense it's just, it's just
1: that. like that fucking
2: cauliflower to rice you can't call it rice it's fucking cauliflower <laughs> it's, it's bullshit riced
1: cauliflower. it's rice
2: cauliflower cauliflower you have to flip the words around or it's a,
0: it's a misnomer
1: oh and in the u.s you have uh peanut butter must contain at least 90 percent peanuts or otherwise it's called peanut spread
0: yeah that's why it's like skippy like a lot of those like bizarre skippy brands is like it's peanut spread because it's like 80 percent palm oil yeah um
1: yeah but skippy is delicious Mm
0: -hmm. it is it's fine it's fine it's it's like
1: it reminds it's it's nostalgically very good i remember it's like it's it's like a grade school peanut butter jelly sandwich
0: yes (laughs) it definitely has that going for it It, it's a comfort food
1: follow-up
2: question favorite peanut butter that's not homemade uh, just honestly,
0: Wegmans makes a natural chunky peanut butter that I that I really enjoy.
1: Yeah, it's really good. I would agree mm. with that. Yeah, I cool. also I'm not picky when it comes to peanut butter. I'll I'll get mm-hmm. the Shoprite brand and it's fine. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. not. I think peanut butter has like a there's like a much smaller variant in in flavors. Like it's it's always at worst good. It's yeah. like pizza, you know what I mean. It's like yeah, you're, yeah. you're eating peanut butter. The high it's baseline, fine. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would say though there is like I, there is an all natural one like a Smucker's all natural that's also really good, and you have to like start on name brand it mine,
0: Right, I was gonna say if, if you're going name brand, mine's uh, Crazy Richards.
4: Mm-hmm. I I think the name brand I normally get is uh, Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. Peter that was Pan's the first mine. one.
0: That was the only when the coronavirus first uh, broke out. That was the only peanut butter left. Oh, was geez. a single, a single at the, <laughs> the way around the corner of my house. There was a single jar of like honey roasted Peter Pan peanut butter. That was that it was it for the awesome. whole aisle. That sounds so like the best. I, uh, I got a jar of peanuts and made my own.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> a jar of peanut butter and a spoon like made me, made gave me a happy afternoon because I would just munch on peanut butter. That was my snack.
1: Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah.
3: I love it.
1: Love There's it. A, another fun fact, they're on eBay right now. There's an unopened Peter Pan peanut <laughs> butter jar. eleven with the, dollars Yeah. From the two thousand two thousand seven Salmonella trying. scare. It's unopened Whoa. in a in a plastic jar. <laughs> Whoa. Two hundred eleven dollars. Fast and free though. Boy, the halcyon days when all
0: we had to worry about was like maybe a little bit of salmonella.
2: <laughs> or best offer. He will take lower offers, potentially. <laughs> or best offer. yo. <laughs> That's all right,
4: insane. Gents,
0: there's only one way. There's been a, a genuine roller coaster of an episode. There's only one way to end it. It's roadshow time. Yay! Yay! Hey. The gentlemen, uh, we've all been sent addendum one. Please open addendum one and describe the photo to the listeners. Each bro needs to determine, one, what they think the name of the object is, two, what the use of it is, and three, an appraisal value. It is it is America's game sweeping the nation. Uh, so let's get it on with the Brose podcast, Antiques Roadshow Guessing Game. Um, we're looking at a pig, guys.
4: It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, a piggy pick. bank, I think. No. It has a little, little cork in its pooper. <laughs> it's, it's got a cork in its pooper. Yeah. It's, it says something. The fine old French, French
0: brandy? brandy? Or burgundy? Or, it's a B-R-O-U-N-D. I think it's brundi
2: I think uh. it's an A. I think it's just a weird A. Yeah, maybe. Because it's a like it semi-script, but not really. Yeah, I tried blowing it up. Didn't help me. Yeah, uh, not really. Fine old. Maybe French, French. is wrong. I think I think French I, might be wrong. Is it Jewish maybe? I can't tell if that's
0: an F yeah. or like a cursive J. <laughs> it,
2: fine old blank brandy in a hogs is what that glary part says. So
0: it's a big brown, it looks like maybe like a plaster pig, or or if it's harder than that, maybe it's like a copper pig. Um, but it's the pig is is laying down on all fours. Uh and it, it is appears to be quite old, and it's got a cork where its pooper should be.
4: <laughs>
0: um, what do you guys think this is, Rich? You threw out a piggy bank.
4: Yeah, but I I take that back because the cork doesn't seem big enough to release said coins. Um, and I was thinking maybe it's a way to measure. There's a unit of measurement called a hogshead, but uh, I I. I ended up googling to see if that was an actual unit of measurement, and it is, but it's like a large cask, so it's definitely mm-hmm. not that. Because this thing looks like maybe a foot, foot and a half long, if that. Uh, no way. Uh, no, you know, it's probably like less than a foot, like long. That that dude's I, hand takes up like half from the from yeah. the probably like eight from inches the,
2: from yeah, the snout to French.
4: So yeah. it is a a holding jar of some form of liquid
1: I just don't know what I think okay. it's a like a um a novelty brandy like brandy brand that's probably like old hog mm-hmm. or I don't know it's I think it's a novelty uh container for brandy. See, and uh, everything,
0: everything about this says to me like this is like a novelty thing for holding like a dry ingredient except for the part where it says brandy, brandy on, on it like that's
2: throwing me a lot but, but if it was a dry ingredient that opening uh, that a-hole is way too small
4: unless it's ah. like uh, pepper peppercorns or whatever like something uh, that yeah, is small that. pieces Yeah, that would that would suck to have to fill up though
0: hmm. all right so Sean's going with a brandy holder just for f- fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's holding a dry ingredient of some sort. It's like a bizarre kitchen thing. It looks like something that my grandmother would have in her kitchen. Um, I don't. I couldn't tell you what dry ingredient it is. Maybe it's like I'll say it's sugar. Why the fuck not sugar? I know it says brandy, but you know what? <laughs> Nothing matters anymore. Sugar. Uh, Tim, what are you going with?
2: Honestly, Matt, I I think I'm gonna go on board with you, but okay. with this, but with the sense that it comes out the snout because you can't really see the nose. Because mm. yeah, if, if, if it was holding liquid, this is just a terrible design, unless it's like wine, because nothing gets hold, held on its side. It makes it awkward to pour out of if it was coming out the butt.
0: These are prone to it's leaking.
2: Just, yeah, it, prone to leaking. It'd be terrible to pour out of based on that design. So, likely some sort of dry good that dispenses out the snoot. <laughs> <and> go, <laughs> it goes in the boot and comes out the snoot the
0: how much do you guys think
2: a, this thing is 350 hmm. i'm going low on this 350 dollars yeah
0: mm, i think it's more than
2: 350 it's been uh, a while since we've had a very low ball so i'm uh, i'm, I'm probably the
1: numbers over.
3: yeah
2: yeah sure did you nail uh, the last one tim
1: you did. Oh, well, that that was, was doing a great birthday meal, trivia. That was doing a birthday quiz. Oh, Tim, one hundred percent dead center.
0: Oh, you're right. We did. <laughs> so uh, for the listeners, we had a birthday party for question compiler extraordinaire Mary O'Brien. Uh, we we had our uh, a, a Zoom birthday celebration, and because we can't stop doing things adjacent to the Antiques Roadshow, uh, we had a game of Antiques Roadshow guessing, and Tim uh, fucking nailed the the price yeah. on it. or nailed the the item and the price. I think.
2: I don't remember what the item was. Me oh, I don't remember
0: the it didn't matter. Sean read the appraisal. Yeah. Um, see, so, but you nailed the price. Um, yeah. So Tim's going 350. Um I I don't know. Uh I was way low the last time. I I bailed on my original pick. Uh I'll say $7,500.
1: Um Seven okay, so it's between 350 and 70. Okay, I'll go. Wait, what's the what's the middle ground on that? Like four thousand dollars? I'll go that, yeah, roughly. Uh, I'm gonna
4: say the liquid it holds, I'm gonna say this is uh, a gravy boat, uh, <laughs> just because I want to go off the wall with everyone and then everyone else. And I'm gonna say probably about 1500.
0: 1500, okay,
4: yeah, all right. So we have the
0: script. Uh, who wants to be a member of the bros players this week? Um, I, I do. Will- Alright, me and Tim. How about that? Sounds okay. good. All right, you ready? Uh Tim, do you want to be the a guest or the appraiser?
2: Uh I'll be the guest because that's a lot of words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All
2: right, you go right ahead and action. As a child, my father saw his grandpa go to the mantle, pick the pig up, uncork it, take a swig of whiskey, put it back on the mantle.
0: Uh, first of all, kid, take the uh, take the pliers off of your wiener there and uh, we'll continue with this appraisal. Um, now, as for your item, it was made by the Anna Pottery in Anna, Illinois, between mid1860s to the 1880s. Uh, the Anna Pottery opened in 1859 and closed around the turn of the century and it was founded by two brothers, Wallace and Cornwall Kirkpatrick. They made hundreds of thousands of these stoneware pieces, mainly utilitarian, but they also made a bunch of oddball pieces. And one of these oddball pieces were these flasks, these pig flasks. This flask is an atypical flask for the Anna Pottery pig flask because it has so little writing on it. Some old French French brandy in a hogs. uh, Most (laughs) of these flasks were that were made. Uh, we're made with an elaborate map of railroads and towns throughout the Midwest, often with Anna, Illinois as the sort of center. Uh, your flask is not as good as the railroad <laughs> flask because it's got less going for it. But even so, I would think that this flask is probably valued in today's market at auction somewhere between $3,000 and $4,000.
2: Hell yeah. Wow, I thought it was only going to be three fifty. dollars <laughs>
0: and scene. so, uh, Sean, Sean, nailed, nailed it. it. Congrats, on Hell four thousand yeah, yeah. dollars for this pig flask. Pig flask. flask? What I a terrible picture. flask! That's, yeah, that's that, like,
2: so I can't picture drinking flask. out of that. It would just be so awkward. And I just imagine like whiskey all down my face.
0: I don't know. I don't necessarily know what passed for like a common, like the common man's sense of humor in the 1860s to the eighteen eighties. Would Would people appreciate? A pig? A flask looks like a pig? I, I don't think
2: I'd want to put a, a pig ass up to my lips. Yeah. I'm not I'm not digging
4: it. That seems like a way to prank dad. Like which yeah. is why you put gravy in there. Right? <laughs> you, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Drink
1: that gravy right out of a pig's butt. Just <laughs> chug yeah. Chugging oh, gravy. Boy.
0: Somebody cut that one off, please. Drink a gravy out of a pig's butt.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right,
2: clip it. It, right, it looks like there's a split in design. It e- Normally, it either comes out of the top, it comes out right above the tail, and then there's the ones that come out of the asshole. It's like, I feel like the tail, above the tail, would still be a better option. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I Google image searched, and I regret my life.
0: There's just mm-hmm. something about that. You search pig gravy, and suddenly uh, <laughs> things
2: aren't turning out the way you thought it would?
0: Pig us see <laughs> what pig gravy does. You're not using your work laptop, right, Tim?
2: No, I left it at work so I couldn't be, uh, talked into doing anything.
0: There you go. There you go. All right. That's all that we have for, uh, for questions for this week's episode. Um, listen, I, I, you know, I I don't think we're going to do a take this week. Uh, we we've, is a pretty hefty show in, in, in multiple ways. Uh, just you listen, the time nowadays is not really a time for like empty platitudes or anything like that, but just, we love you all. Uh, and, uh, Listen, we're we're hoping that things turn around for the better, uh, sometime soon, uh, yep. and, all, and m- on multiple levels, whether it's on the macro level or the micro level, just we hope things get better. That's all, um, and we hope that we made things a little bit better for you this week, brought a little bit of levity to uh, what has been uh, a really trying time as a country and as as a society. So, uh, any other final thoughts, you guys? No, Maybe's love
4: happiness. You, you said it all. Yeah, fight the power. Love right, right, you guys.
0: Love y'all, man. Mm. Uh, Rich, if people want to find you on Twitter, where can they find you?
4: At B underscore walnuts. Uh, how about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hansen. Uh,
0: how about you, Sean?
1: At hey, it's SOB.
2: Tim, I got you
0: and Sean's handles mixed up, and I thought you were going to say at hey, it's Tim R. Hansen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, you can find me weird. on Twitter at MKS. <laughs> uh, my Twitter handle is MKASNEL that's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L the podcast again is available at brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at brose podcast and if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air please email it to brose questions at gmail.com that's brose questions at gmail.com uh, huge thanks uh, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions this week and every week um, to Shannon Vogel for designing our world famous logo uh, you can find her work at Shannon Vogel photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com and and our theme music is When by Steven Siebert, uh, and you can find his work at the Free Music Archive. Um, Rich, what's going on with PodQuest these days?
4: Uh, check out PodQuest, a uh, nerdy roundtable we record weekly about the news and stuff. Uh, apparently, it was just announced that uh, Batwoman, uh, the the uh, what's her name, Ruby Rose, has stepped down from being Kate Kane in the Batwoman CW series. Apparently, supposedly... The CW is just going to cast a new character to be Batwoman and not be Kate Kane. So we're probably going to be talking about that this week.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with my buddy Eddie Provident. Um, Now we're recording this on Thursday. Eddie and I just recorded an episode a couple of days ago um, where we discussed a little bit about current events and we also went into – um, you know, let's listen to what's going on with the sports world, potential of the NBA returning. Um, and then we also discussed our favorite player of all time from every NBA and Major League Baseball team. So um, put out a couple episodes over the last couple of months. Uh, you know, go ahead and listen to it uh, on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. For Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, Tim Hansen, and the entire Action Moves team. Ooh. Ooh. My name is Matt Casnell. Good night, everybody. We love you.
4: I love you. Mwah.
0: Mwah.